Meanwhile on Planet Earth is brought to you by 365 by Whole Foods Market. Hey, Herman, how about Markel Foods? Oh, you know what? That, they hang those things up in your house. They call them posters. <laughs> Boy, it's not good. Why how about the, in the 70s, Herman? What would have been different? Oh, he'd have been on the ground. <laughs> in, the, in the real NBA? Yeah, oh, he'd have been, been on the ground. In the real NBA. <laughs> this is this is in what you want. They're just shooting dunk. Let them do what they want. You never got to the, you did the paint. Yeah. No, 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 no. You pay a price when you go into paint back in the day. They don't do that anymore. Uh, Herman Edwards. They don't do that First anymore. time, no, and it no. won't be the last. We have the great yeah, Herman back with us here as we continue live at the Seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Nink is here. Jeff Darlington, a whole squad, a basketball conversation as well. Rolling for hour number two. It starts with the game of the night last night. We got the Celtics and the Bucks. Clearly the two best teams in the East. Celtics playing without their two stars. No Tatum, no Brown. Milwaukee has won 10 straight, but Boston was right there all night long. There's Yonix working hard inside. He had 36 points, but it was Drew Holiday who would steal the show. Take a look at him inside, putting up the layup there. Bucks by two. Now it's Holiday outside for three. Herman, you're frustrated with what you're seeing. Because I'm watching him go to the paint. These guys get seven fouls now. Use the foul. Hit the guy. Knock him down. He won't run in there anymore. Here's Giannis going to the basket. Unable to put it away. Now watch this bucket. Seven seconds to go. Celtics down by three. No Tatum. No Brown. Sam Hauser throws it in. He scored 15. That one would tie the game and send it to overtime. Two minutes to go in the overtime. Malcolm Brogdon off the bench. He scored 26. Celtics a five-point lead. Could they pull this off without their stars? Well, the answer is no, because Drew Holiday was sensational. There's the defense. He goes the other way. He would score 40 last night, and the Bucks go on to win their 11th straight game. Holiday putting the finishing touches on it with his eighth three of the night. He had seven assists to go with his 40 points. He was just spectacular, and the Bucks win it 131-125. During this 11-game win streak, Giannis is averaging just over 37 points a game. It's actually, as you see, the most during an 11-game win streak in NBA history, slightly ahead of the Big O and the great Michael Jordan. By the way, Milwaukee half a game back of Boston at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. All right, now to the NFL, where free agency began yesterday. The first shoe has dropped, and its name is Derek Carr. The Raiders, as everyone knew they would, waving Carr so they didn't have to pay him $40 million guaranteed dollars, which they would have had to have done in the middle of the afternoon yesterday. So Carr hits the open market a month before the start of the new league year. Carr is the Raiders' all-time leader in passing yards. He's one of five players to throw for at least 3,500 yards in the last five seasons. And you see all the success these other guys have had, particularly Brady, Mahomes, and Rodgers. So as I bring it out to the crew here, my insider, Jeff Donaldson, I've been saying to everybody, Jeff, I know the date that is circled on the calendar is March 15th. But the truth of the matter is, yesterday afternoon is when NFL free agency started in a big way. That's right. That's exactly right, Greeny. No longer do we have to wait till mid-March to get this quarterback carousel spinning. The question, of course, here is what kind of chaos is going to ensue. This could go a very easy way of Derek Carr signing with a team that he already visited in the New Orleans Saints. He maintains interest there. The reason that he ultimately uh, didn't want, he, he basically wouldn't sign off on a trade because he didn't want the Saints to give up compensation, but he also could now play the free agent market. So the question is, if he doesn't decide to sign with the Saints, what happens next? Does a team like the Jets decide that, hey, 
we're not going to wait for Aaron Rodgers. We're going to pull the trigger now on this guy. Uh, or do ultimately we see Derek Carr playing the game of chicken as well, saying, I'll take a lesser deal if I can get my contract now. So we're in a very interesting spot right now with the quarterback market and Derek Carr gets first dibs at trying to maybe play this landscape and figure out where he's going to land. He's a fascinating player because I think that there is a lot of perspective that, look, Rodgers is sort of in a category by himself. And then when you go to the next group of quarterbacks that are available, he might be the best one. Some might say Jimmy Garoppolo is, but he's right in that category. So now, Herman, you're the coach of a team that needs a quarterback. I don't know, maybe the New York Jets, mm. who you, of course, were once upon a time the yeah. head coach of. I, I, you're knocking on the door right now of your general manager and the man who owns the team. And what are you telling him you want to do? Do you want, do you want to say, go get me Derek Carr right now so I I have a bird in the hand, or are you saying, roll the dice, push my chips to the center of the table, and we're going to go all after Aaron Rodgers? Well, you're going to go after Aaron Rodgers. That, that's your first Not one. if you sign Derek Carr tomorrow, no, you're no, not. No, 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 no. So you're not doing that. No, you, you're going to go after Aaron Rodgers. But how long are you willing to wait? That's the problem. Because right now, all these quarterbacks that, that are in free agency, let's mm -hmm. just say, mm -hmm. uh, they actually own the floor because there's only so many of them. Yeah. When you think about the NFC South, everyone over there needs a quarterback. Yeah. There's six quarterbacks, Nick? Available, maybe? Well, you got to start doing the math. So, you're going to, first of all, you're going to overpay. So, mm. get that out of your mind. Oh. Don't say, oh, we don't know. You're going to overpay because the quarterbacks right now, they, they got you. But if you're the Jets That's and the you way. want Aaron Rodgers, you think Aaron Rodgers is the piece to get you to win the division, maybe have a chance to get into the playoffs, then you got to go after him. I'm sort of picturing this this way. Herman described it really well. You know, a game of musical chairs, we always say you got to make sure you get a chair before there aren't any chairs left. In this case, there are far more chairs than there are people walking around them. There were going to be empty chairs when this game is over, and the teams are afraid of having an empty chair in front of them. And candidly, I'm scared to death because my team had a very empty chair last year, and we saw how that worked out. So, Ninko, mm -hmm. same question. If, if this is you making the decision, are you taking the bird in hand right now with Derek Carr, call him up, call up his agent, take, sign him tomorrow, or are you rolling the dice on Rodgers? I'm rolling the, I'm rolling the dice on this thing. I mean, you think right now, too, as, as the players have the stage, as Coach says, yeah. you're not going to go and sign right away. You know, Carr has the ability now to wait this thing out right. until he gets the most money that he possibly can. This is probably the last opportunity that he is going to have as a free agent with the market the way it is to where he can pick and choose where he wants to go based on how much money they're going to pay him. And as coach says, these teams are going to overpay guys. And I, I'd hate to do it. I would hate to be the team to overpay somebody. But if you're going to go after a quarterback, you would rather a guy like Aaron Rodgers because you know you're, 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 that piece, you add that piece, he's not just a manager. He's right. a difference maker. Right. So difference makers on a team that you already have a great, uh, great defense, top five defense with young talent, you bring in a difference maker, gives you an opportunity to win Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and Carr needs a, uh, a supporting cast. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like Jimmy Garoppolo, those kind of guys. But if you're these quarterbacks, I mean, you're looking at this going, we're good yeah. right now. You're hoping you're not the first one to sign. Yeah, yes. Because once the first one signs, and let's just say, I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers, but let's just say Aaron Rodgers signs. Now everybody else is like, oh, we got to get a guy. Scram, mm -hmm. right? And everybody's scrambling for a guy. So they're sitting in a place right now. They control the market. The quarterbacks yes. control the market. The quarterbacks always control everything. We say they control the game because they play with the ball. They control the market right now, right? Especially if you don't have one. As I just said, the NFC South, Tampa, Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, 
They all need a quarterback. quarterback. That's correct. And and the name Lamar Jackson will come into this somewhere along the line as well, Jeff, right? So there's 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 the level there. There's Rodgers yes. and Lamar Jackson with all of the uncertainty that surrounds both of their circumstances. Go ahead, Jeff. Nick, I disagree. I don't think Derek Carr can wait this thing out. Mm. His best leverage is right now. Look, if me and Greeny suddenly didn't have TV jobs, I'm signing as soon as I can because guess what? Greeny's going to get whatever he wants. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers will get whatever he wants when we realize that he can be traded. Okay? Derek Carr right now, Derek Carr right now, his best leverage is this moment in this instant because the second the Packers decide that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be in their future, it is going to be an all-out bidding war because that is by far the biggest splash of all. So I say if you're Derek Carr, you find your seat in this game of musical chairs and you take it. So, so let me ask you this, Jeff. I've had it described to me the following way. As far as the Jets are concerned, and, and I, I bring them up, look, everyone knows that I'm a fan. But more importantly, I think that they're a team right in the center of all of this. And, mm -hmm. and we know Jeremy has already reported that they've reached out to Green Bay. The, sense, the, the thing people have told me is watch how closely they go after Derek Carr. See if they do or not. If they go aggressively after Carr, that's a signal right. that they don't think they're getting Aaron Rodgers. And to the point, if they don't, if at no point today I hear from you or Shefty or Diana or whoever else, the Jets are going after Derek Carr, that is a signal that they do think they can get Rodgers. Well, let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this. that right? No, it, it, that, that is a very strong signal. But also, quickly, you got to remember that not all teams are created equal. So, you know, like the Bucks, for instance, could use a quarterback but don't have the cap space or the assets. Right. The Jets have it all right now. So there's very few teams that actually can even be in a position to get Aaron Rodgers. So, so to your point, yes, they're sending a strong signal about their feelings about Rodgers if they go after Carr. I don't know, though. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's tough to envision that. If you it, think it, you can get Aaron Rodgers, it is – very difficult to envision signing Derek Carr right now. Go home. Well, Aaron Rodgers is the key. He, he's the king right now. Right. Everybody wants Aaron Rodgers. Right. But once he's off the table, then it's Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. right. I mean, those are the next two guys. But let's go back on the table. Are you counting on this? Are you counting on Aaron Rodgers? Is that a dependable scenario? If, if you're, you're betting your career on it, right? You're Herman Edwards. You're the coach. Ooh. You're the people in the Jets. Are you betting your career on Herman Edwards? Uh, excuse me. On Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, depending on how he wakes up. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, he's, he's in hibernation right now. I mean, I mean, you can't find him. He's right. been in a dark place. <laughs> he's going to be in a dark place. <laughs> and then that's the problem. <laughs> you don't know how he's going to wake up. Right. You know, and, and, and that's what you're dealing with. And you got to understand that uh, if you're dealing with an Aaron Rodgers, you'd love to get Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Jets, you're thinking this guy could take us over the top. Mm -hmm. But here again, does Aaron Rodgers want to go to an AFC team? Does he want to go play in that division? I mean, there's a lot of great quarterbacks in the AFC. I don't think he's going to have a choice because I don't think Green Bay is going to trade him today anywhere in the NFC. That's right. But, but I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes on here. Well, also, too, everyone has to understand free agency and being on a team with a contract in place are two different things. Right. So if you are a free agent, you have the ability to go to different teams and let them whine and dine you and tell you how great everything's going to be. When you're Aaron Rodgers, you still have a contract in place. Yes. The, the Green Bay Packers might say, you know what, you're still under contract. 
Show up or retire. But, right, and that becomes a whole other game of chicken because right. if it is true, the thing that, that, that there are people out there who think the Packers want to move on, then all of a sudden Rodgers has all the power in the world because they have $59 million in salary cap space tied into him that they would love to move if, if they want to move on from that. They, they, there right. are so many moving pieces in all of this that if you're a team that's counting on Aaron Rodgers, you have to count on all these things. Him to go into a darkness retreat, come out of the darkness <laughs> retreat, see the light, decide he wants to come to you. The Packers have to be willing to do it. They have You have to be willing to give them the compensation that they want and pay him the money, and he has to decide he wants to be a part of that. That's what you're counting on. Yeah, and, 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 and one more thing. Uh, Aaron, if you're listening to this conversation, I don't know if you're in, in a dark place right now. Go ahead. But if you do decide to go to the New York Jets, you won't have the same press conference you're having in Green Bay. <laughs> I can promise you that. So you a, better get ready. He's a man there, who's Mark. lived it. You better get ready. Famously said uh, at one of those, you play to win the game. Okay, we'll have more on Rodgers as we go. But there's another significant quarterback situation out there that we should be paying attention to. And it circles around Lamar Jackson. The Ravens made a move yesterday. Will it have any impact on the future of their superstar quarterback? We'll talk about it then. Bryce Young, expected to go very high in the upcoming NFL draft. It might not be where you expect him to go. Todd McShay's got his McBoard coming up. Don't miss it. It's Get Up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we're back on Get Up. Let's run the hurry up. Jeff Darlington, we got a ton of coaching news out there. Uh, A lot of it coming from Philadelphia. Let's start with the defensive coordinator. That's right. Jonathan Gannon is headed to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals ultimately waiting out the Eagles to finish their Super Bowl run in order to make that higher. There is familiarity between the GM and the coach here. I will say this, they're going to have to find an offensive coordinator because Gannon is a defensive mind now in charge of a team that needs to right the ship with Kyler Murray, Greeny. All right, it won't be the guy that he had with him in Philadelphia because he's now in Indianapolis. 
That's right. Shane Steichen is headed to Indianapolis. Very interesting here, though, if you pull in Nick Sirianni's ties here. Nick Sirianni leaves the Colts, ultimately sees an offensive regression in Indianapolis. Frank Reich gets fired, and then the offensive coordinator, who is under Sirianni now, takes that job in Indianapolis. The belief here is that he has a quarterback history. He's going to get to pick and groom the quarterback of the future in Indianapolis. So ultimately, they want to go hand in hand the way that Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are now in Philadelphia. McShay will tell us later this hour who that might be. And then we know who the new offensive coordinator in Baltimore is going to be. And he comes from the college ranks, Jeff. He does. Todd Munkin coming from the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, national champ, offensive coordinator, the Georgia Bulldog fan base, not happy about this one. The question is, how much of an impact will this have on Lamar Jackson's decision to stay in Baltimore? Yes, he did have some input, but it ultimately wasn't his final decision, that being Lamar Jackson. So instead, we wait probably far more important than the offensive coordinator in Baltimore will be the guaranteed money that the Ravens ultimately offer Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I've, I've found that interesting. And John Harbaugh sort of tried to frame this as though, well, the offensive coordinator will have a great... I don't think that has anything to do with the standoff between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and I don't think this will have anything to do with how that gets resolved. The Lamar Jackson of it all, Herman, I've not had a chance to ask you about all this. We've all seen what's happened, how this has played out. He's obviously a spectacular talent. The money has become a major sticking point. He's heading into a situation where he could be franchise tagged next week. What is your read on how this has played out? Not good for, for, for either party when you think about Lamar Jackson, what he's meant to this organization, what he's done for this football team, and how they built this football team around Lamar Jackson. But if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you look at his career, the type of money he wants, mm -hmm. I, I get a, he wants a guarantee. In the last two seasons, Lamar Jackson has not finished the season. Right. He's been injured. That's the problem if you're in that organization. As good as he's been, you're going, when we need him the most, he's not available. He knows it and I know it. The one thing you have to be in football, available. I will say this. Availability yeah. is very important. Not coachability, <laughs> availability. Because a lot of guys don't want to get coached. That's fine. Just tell them out there, go play football. But you better be available. <laughs> Especially at the quarterback position. And, and, and Herman Edwards knows of which he speaks. He never missed a practice, much less a game, in high school, college, or 10 years in the NFL. So that's one of the wow. sticking points in all of this. There's also just the general philosophical point that the NFL owners don't want to set a precedent of, of guaranteed contracts. It happened one time in Cleveland involving Deshaun Watson, and that has thrown the entire system, it feels like, out of whack. So how does this go from here, Nick? How does this play out for Lamar Jackson and Baltimore? Tomorrow. Well, you heard Harbaugh after the season say that he's our guy, he's our quarterback. So you would think that they would figure something out here to where they can come to an agreement for both sides that works itself up. But like Coach said, being available is a big deal, especially Ooh. if you are the franchise quarterback. And Lamar, we understand the type of style that he has. He is a running quarterback. He has to have, from the, the hips down, the ability to run. To, to get out of certain situations, mm. to use his arm. So having a PCL injury, I said this before, I don't like when, the, when, you, when your knees start to have some issues and you have an ankle and you start to get older, those things catch up to you. So if you sign a long-term deal with Lamar, you have to understand that you might not have the same player at the end of that contract that you had at the start. And it's not just Baltimore that has to take that into account. If there's one phrase that I've heard used a lot, Jeff, over the last few weeks, it's, well, if the Ravens don't give him that deal, someone else will. Is that a guarantee? 
That is not a guarantee, but it is the fascinating question that, that ultimately Lamar is asking himself at this point and believes in himself. I think of the first NFL contract, like that pipe in Shawshank Redemption that he escapes from, he's at the finish line right now. He's about to escape and see free agency through the end of it. And all of a sudden, he's going to decide to go back to the Baltimore Ravens. See, I think that Lamar Jackson is a great teammate. He is one of the best teammates in the NFL, but he's also somebody who has supreme principle and belief in himself. And right now, he sees freedom at the end of that pipe. If they don't offer him that full guaranteed money, I see him as a guy who will look elsewhere to finish his playing career. Well, it's a really interesting analogy to make. And so if you just think about it that way, Herman, yep. people are linking him to Atlanta. We know that the Falcons desperately wanted Deshaun Watson. They are the reason that Cleveland had to go to such lengths to steal him away from there, go to places that no contract had ever gone before. So if Lamar Jackson does, look, he's going to get franchised. You, you played in this league a long time, yes. right? You played in an entirely different time and era. Absolutely. And you coached in the league a long time. Football's been your whole life. Yes. If you're, if you're talking to the young man right now and they put a franchise tag on, him would you tell him to play next season under the franchise tag no he did that already and got hurt he didn't have a contract right he was playing for a contract and got hurt yeah and that now has backfired because now they're going to hold that against him right he, he, he said you know what I'm going to play everybody said oh uh, you know he's he, no 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 don't play he played he says I'm going to play I'm going to show you and then he gets hurt and that's the sad part, because if we would finished the season, we probably wouldn't be having this discussion. Yep. But he got hurt. And now they're sitting there going, well, see, you want a guaranteed contract. And, and, and I'm just saying, I'm, I don't know that exactly, but if I'm the organization, they've got to think like well, a little bit, I would think. And, and there was also, there were so many questions around his not playing at the very end. And again, no one is suggesting that he wasn't actually hurt. But yeah. it certainly felt through that process quickly, Nink, as though the coaching staff and maybe others there believed he could have played. Well, when you, when you start to talk about hundreds of millions of dollars hundreds of millions. hundreds of millions of dollars right. and your future and your career you have to make sure you know football is a very physical game but yes. we understand mentally that mental side of the game is almost more important if you have something that is slowing you down that you're not a hundred percent confident that you can go out on that football field and protect yourself then you can't go out there. No, I've made it clear. I think he did 100% the right thing, regardless yeah. of the circumstances. We'll see. This thing plays out. The first move comes sometime next week when the franchise tags can be applied. Hey, our most important message today is this. Help people affected by the Turkey earthquake by visiting redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster. We'll provide people and communities affected with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support and other assistance all right we roll on in just a moment the bears have the first pick in the draft will they take bryce young will they stay with justin fields todd mcshay's got his mock ready to go you'll find out next but first sneaky hembo time here we go and this is for windy Giannis is averaging 30 points and a dozen rebounds per game who is the last player to do that in a season see how windy does next you're watching Get Up on ESPN. Pull it for you, Wendy. Good luck. 
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, we're back on Get Up. I love this question, uh, and let's see how Wendy does with it. Right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo is averaging 30 points and 12 rebounds a game. Wendy, who's the last player to do that for a full season? Well, I'd like to say Will Chamberlain, because I know that that's right, but that one wouldn't be sneaky. That would be too easy. There's not that many players in the last 30 years who've averaged 30 points. That's the tough part. Who's averaged 30? The only player that I can think who could average as many rebounds to average 30 was Carl Malone. Oh, oh my God. You have no idea how close that is. <laughs> it's the wrong Malone. It's Moses Malone. <laughs> we did it in his Houston. Uh, look at Woj. Woj and I were trying to guess it. That's a good question, right? That's a really, I would have guessed Kareem. I was thinking maybe Kareem one of those years did it. That's a, it's a, it's a sneaky question, a delightfully sneaky question. Partial credit? Can I get partial credit? You, you were half right. I mean, if you had just said Malone, then you would have had it right. All right, one way or another. All right, you see the crew here. We got Monica, we got Wendy, we got Woj with us here. Huge night in the NBA tonight. We showed you the Bucks and Celtics off the top of our hour. What we have not gotten to yet with this morning with this group is the latest on the Lakers, and I do want to dive into them a little bit. We will have them tonight on ESPN, and we are hoping that we will see LeBron James, who has not played since um, the night that he broke the record the other night. And Monica, we saw them make some deals. Uh, before the trade deadline and, and nothing that had the sex appeal of a Kevin Durant or, you know, something like that, but still some pretty significant moves, including uh, bringing back D'Angelo Russell. Did they make themselves good enough in your mind to put together a legitimate push in the second half and do something meaningful in the playoffs? Gosh, Greeny, the, the thing with the Lakers is LeBron James, right? Like, Yes, if LeBron James is healthy. Is it going to be an easy path? Absolutely not. We keep discussing how stacked the West the West is. But and I actually I should correct myself because as, as much as it is LeBron, it is also Anthony Davis. Two months ago, I think before AD goes down with that injury, we were all 
questioning. Did we not give the Lakers enough credit? Did we not give them a chance considering the stars that they have? So, again, health being the top-level thing, AD and LeBron, it's tough to bet against those guys, and they put the pieces around them that they exactly need. But without either one of those guys, you're basically looking at a glorified Nets roster in terms of having now a bunch of shooters and wings, and you need some gel that's going to make them cohesive, and you need a star to push them over the top. Yeah, and, and so, Wendy, before I, I come over to Woj here on the Kyrie of it all, that's who we thought they were going to get. And it certainly felt like that's who LeBron thought they were going to get. They get D'Angelo Russell, who is – he doesn't get much attention, but he's actually a very good player. What do you think of that team going down the stretch here? If LeBron plays, if Anthony Davis plays, is this a team that could make some noise in the West? You know, the thing, Greeny, this roster is much better fit around LeBron and Anthony Davis. If this mm -hmm. roster had been there from the start of the season, I think they'd be in the top six right now. And remember, you only got to be three or four games over 500 to be in that top six. They've been, they've been at or over 500 since they started 2-10. and 10. The problem is they have to go around with the weight of the first 50 games that that poorly constructed roster delivered. And so they now have no margin for error. I would go so far as to say, like, a game like tonight – at home against the Pelicans who are wounded, it's a must-win game. They are they cannot afford to lose games in the upcoming days against teams that are going to be near them in the play-in. And so that is like they absolutely should be able with this roster to make it. But they can't afford LeBron's foot injury to drag on. He has been upgraded mm -hmm. for, to questionable for tonight's game, indicating he's probably in line to give it a go. But that is now something that they, you know, if LeBron comes out of this all-star break and still has this issue and he's got to miss a couple more games and those are losses, they're already losing some distance between them and, and 10th place. That's the point. Like, everyone is so bundled up. The good news for the Lakers is they're not that far behind. The bad news is basically everyone is in front of them. And, you know, Woj, we have talked so much about Kyrie Irving, and clearly that's what LeBron thought was going to happen. Is that still out there for the Lakers? Should I be sitting here thinking, well, Kyrie's going to wind up there this summer, or could D'Angelo Russell factor into their plans long term? No, I, listen, I think their hope is there's a way to do either a new contract or an extension with D'Angelo Russell. With Russell. He'll, he'll be a free agent this summer. They gave up, listen, they gave up that 2027 first-round pick and uh, 2024 second-round pick. They mm -hmm. don't have a lot of draft assets in L.A., so when you surrender them, you're doing it for players that you plan to go forward with. They did get a couple of the useful players from the Jazz, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, but D'Angelo Russell, they wanted a point guard out of the trade deadline, and they went down the list of Kyrie Irving, Mike Connolly, uh, uh, and then finally landed on the deal for Russell. So I think they're hopeful to do that. I think it's more it's more likely than not Kyrie Irving stays in Dallas hmm. just because of what they invested in him. And his chance to get the kind of contract he wants is going to be with it for all the reasons they traded for him. They, they were at a shortage of talent around Luka Doncic. They're, listen, hopefully this thing goes well enough. It's never going to be perfect with Kyrie Irving, but – I think given what they gave up and Dallas's track record of being willing to pay players who want to be there, I, I think it's more likely than not Kyrie Irving is in Dallas. Of course, it can all change, but I, I do think they traded for Russell with the idea that they'll go forward with him 
uh, on a new deal. That's fascinating. And, and so let me then quickly spin it to Kyrie and all of this. And Monica, you now do the Nick games, the New York Knicks games on the radio. Once upon a time in my childhood, the Knicks had a great player in Walt Frazier and they acquired another in Earl Monroe. And people said, oh, they could never play together because they want to do the same things. And oh, by the way, they won the NBA championship in 1973. Can this duo that seems to do so much of them, so many of the same things, can they do that in Dallas, Kyrie and Luca? Offensively, I think it can work, Greeny. When this trade went down, I think I had um, the Knicks versus Philadelphia for us, for ESPN, and folks are like, what do you think? Kyrie has played alongside stars. Now, we're going to skip over the chapter in Boston, but in Cleveland, he played with LeBron. I mean, in Brooklyn, he was playing alongside KD, and so I think as two high-powered, high-IQ basketball guys, they can figure that out. That's not my concern when it comes to Dallas. My concern is now what's going to happen to this team on the defensive end. They've lost depth, and they've lost some key defenders. But uh, I'm not worried about them figuring it out offensively. All right. We will see what winds up happening. I have to leave it there again. we got great stuff tonight. Windy, Monica, thank you. Woj, I'll see you tonight uh, for our Wednesday doubleheader. Again, we got a good Eastern Conference matchup. we got the Sixers and the Red Hot Cavs. People not paying nearly enough attention to Cleveland. You'll see Donovan Mitchell and Joel Embiid, 730 Eastern. Then we do hope to have LeBron as the Lakers take on the Pelicans. We'll start your evening either way with NBA Countdown tonight, 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Meanwhile, another fascinating development. I live for the mock drafts, and McShay has 2.0 up on ESPN.com right now, and he has the Colts trading up and taking Bryce Young. Indy hasn't drafted a quarterback in the first round since they took Andrew Luck in that same spot in 2012. Number two overall, McShay has the Texans taking C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Their primary starter last year was Davis Mills. He went in the third round a few years ago. At number seven is where he has the next quarterback, the Raiders taking Kentucky's Will Levis. Uh, the Raiders, of course, after releasing Derek Carr yesterday. Again, you can see the entire first round uh, of McShay's mock draft on ESPN.com right Right now, he has a fourth quarterback going in that first round, and it's high. Anthony Richardson uh, at nine overall from Florida. The four quarterbacks in the top ten would tie the record for the most in the common draft era. We will see. And I kept Herman in the conversation mm -hmm. with me here uh, as well to sort of break down some of these players from a coaching perspective. But McShay, why Bryce Young at number one? These three quarterbacks, I think, are going to go back and forth and back and forth through the process. Why do you have Young number one? I think he's special. And, and listen, he's undersized, and that's going to be the whole conversation leading up to the draft. Five ten and a half is what I was told by an NFL scout who went and measured him in the summer. And when I talked to him before the Mississippi State game, he said, I bulked up to about 193, and he's working with a nutritionist. It's just, it, it's not normal for his frame to be over 200, but I think he's going to get there. So the biggest concern is, can he stay durable and healthy throughout his career? But I think he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. The presence he has in the pocket, the ability to feel pressure coming, the ability to, make, to see the whole field and make all the throws with really good touch and timing, he's, a di he's different than all these other guys. I sit here and I watch tape over and over again. And I, Will Levis has a great arm. Anthony Richardson's the most physically talented. C.J. Stroud had an unbelievable career at Ohio State. But Bryce Young is different.
Yeah, your buddy uh, Mel loves Will Levis. There's so much debate uh, on these guys going back and forth. Mm -hmm. But, Herman, I have to ask you as a coach yeah. in, in all of this. We all, Because he plays at Alabama, we've all seen Bryce Young his whole career. He won the Heisman. There isn't any question how great he is. But how much concern would you have because of the size? There's going to be concern with some teams. And some teams, there won't be any concern. They'll just say, we're going to take him. He's going to be fine. He played in the SEC. I get it. Look, I drafted Brody Coyle out of Alabama. Mm -hmm. similar, similar build got hurt. Never was healthy. Yeah. Right. So you're you're kind of going, hey, you know, he made it through the SEC. He's a great. He he's a special player. I recruited a kid out of high school, come Arizona State. Yeah. So I know a lot about this guy. But he is a special player. But the size will look at some teams and go, no, nah, we're not going there. Modern, and that's okay. There's there's different sizes. There's different quarterbacks, right? But he, that's, he is that's from the modern day high school yes. in the Los Angeles area, as, as you can tell. I've been doing my draft prep as we get ready for this thing. And then, McShay, what this <laughs> means, you have the Bears trading out of that spot at number one overall. And you know that there are many who will wonder, yep. do they consider restarting the quarterback clock or do they feel they just have their guy in Justin Fields and that's it? Clearly, you think they have their guy. Listen, I, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. Wow. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and, and take advantage of the fact that you, you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four, Las Vegas at seven, uh, seven, I believe, Carolina at nine. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. How far back do they move? We'll find out. But I, I would do it. Because I, I would want Bryce Young because I think he's an upgrade over Justin Fields. And I want his rookie contract so I have five years. But I don't think they're going to wind up making that decision, which means they're going to move back with one of these teams. I, I chose Indianapolis at four because I, I, if I'm Chicago and I'm Ryan Poles, a GM, I don't want to move out of the spot where I can't get Will Anderson, the defensive lineman from Alabama, or Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. They're the two special players in this draft that are not quarterbacks. Exactly. That, that, that's going to be where the threshold is. There's the three quarterbacks and the two defensive players, and we'll see if the Bears are able mm -hmm. to get uh, – still able to get one of those defenders. Going to be fascinating. I'm, I'm being told Jim Irsay had a tweet that we want to see. That we're going to see this together for the first time. I haven't seen it yet, but Jim Irsay has tweeted. Go ahead and put that up because I haven't seen it. He tweeted, my relationship with the Chicago Bears goes back more than <laughs> 60 years, and that's a picture of him sitting on a bear <laughs> at the Lincoln Park Zoo, which is in Chicago. Uh, okay, so he's already very openly talking about making that trade, and I think Here that is go. one of the expectations, right? They've tried it with a bunch of veterans the last few years. It hasn't worked. Quick, hey, Tony quickly. Michel, uh, I'm going to tell you something about those Bears. Quickly. You mentioned the defensive players. Yeah. They need some offensive line help. Yeah, they're going to do that, their too. quarterback. McShay, again, That's it is true. up there. We will see you later. McShay with the McBoard. It is up right now on ESPN.com. Fascinating. If you're a draft person, you can't miss it. In the meantime, we'll continue in a moment. Aaron Rodgers entering the darkness, but that doesn't mean the spotlight isn't on him. He had spent some time with our buddy Pat McAfee yesterday. You've got to hear what he didn't say. You will next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You, you play. You play to win. You, you play to compete. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Hello? Oh, boy. The single greatest moment in football history, the great Herman Edwards uh, with the legendary play to win the game rant. And so we have a feature today, Herman, called Hello, where you are going to tell some NFL teams what they need to do. Well, let's start with the Eagles and their quarterback. What do they need to do? Hello, 10-year deal for their quarterback. (laughs) Not five years, 10 years. Give him his money. This is your franchise quarterback. He means everything to this football team as well as the city. This guy had an unbelievable game in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. If if, if they win, he actually will be the MVP. Oh, for sure. And what he's done in one year to transform himself to be a better quarterback in the pocket and throw the football, it it, it goes unannounced. Ten-year deal, says Herman Edwards, sort of similar to what Kansas City did with Mahomes. Okay, how about the Cowboys? What does Dak Prescott need in Dallas? He needs a supporting cast, and it starts with another running back. Mm -hmm. Right? And a wide receiver. They need both you of them. You give Dak that and he, a supporting cast. The Dallas Cowboys, I hate to say that because I'm, you know, with the Eagles in the NFC East. Right. But the Cowboys will be much improved. They got to they gotta help the quarterback. Zach cannot take this team and put him on his back. Right. He needs a supporting cast. DeAndre Hopkins, maybe. Some people looking at D-Hop yeah, out of Arizona. That, 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 was not, he's a good player. Would that fill the bill? That, that ill. All that right, that hello. That hell. Hello. Every time you get a wide out, that helps you. All right, one more. How about Green Bay? What do they need to do with Aaron Rodgers? Move on. Move, move, move on. You've been hostage for three years. Right now he's sleeping. You don't even know where he's at. You don't know what mood he's going to wake up in. You got to move on. You just got to move on, right? I mean, I hate to say that because he's a great player. Yes, he is. He's holding you like you wait for him to wake up. and You say, how did he sleep tonight? Oh, he didn't sleep very well. Oh, okay, go back to sleep. Maybe tomorrow you feel better. Okay, I love it. Herman Edwards says, hello, the Packers need to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And we were planning to do an Aaron Rodgers conversation here, but then McShay just happened. And I have to follow up on that. When I saw the look on Herman's face and Ninko's face, when McShay said what he just said live here, I knew we have to live in it. And he's not the only one I've heard say it. Let's make this clear. The Chicago Bears have the number one pick in the upcoming draft. There are many people who believe that that kid who just threw that ball, Bryce Young, the undersized but spectacular quarterback at Alabama who won the Heisman and everything else two years ago, that he is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. And Todd McShay says if it were up to him, McShay, he would trade Fields and draft Young if he was the Chicago Bears. Herman, I was looking right at your face when he said it. What was your reaction? That I'm keeping Fields. Why? Uh, I just think that uh, when you look at how he plays – he fits that team's style. What he has to do is do what Jalen Hurts did, become a better passer. Mm-hmm. They got to help him a little bit, too. They, they, they need some offensive line help. But, but if he becomes a better passer, 
you're looking at Jalen Hurst number two. Look, he, he, could, he ran for 1,100 yards. Yep. Had eight running touchdowns. Right? He had 17 passing touchdowns. Turned the ball over some. But you've got to give him some help. Get him some wide receivers. Spruce up that offensive line. Spruce it up some. Right. You got a good quarterback. Yeah, they need a lot of help on that team. They were the worst roster in the NFL, and that's why they wound up in that position. But one of the arguments will be you start the clock again on a young, inexpensive quarterback. But, Ninko, you are already shaking your head. Oh, it makes me. me want to go, hello, hello. <laughs> you can say it right Hello. Go what are we doing? Are you going to trade a guy that you drafted a couple years ago to get a rookie quarterback who's 5'9"? Come on. No, we can't do that. You stay with Fields. You go and you build something through the draft. Give, give him a piece. Give him something offensively. Give him a better offensive line, and you build with Fields. It Hello? Is worth, what it are is we worth, thinking? It That's is worth pointing out, as you know, look, for the record, I'm on this side as well. I would not trade away Justin Fields, but I've heard enough people make the argument. There's two reasons. One is you start the rookie clock again. The other is that when you just said you drafted him two years ago, but these guys didn't. Right? The people who drafted him are no longer in the business. And Herman, you've been around it True. long enough to go to know that sometimes guys want their guy. They yeah. want the person that they chose, not the person that the guy before me chose. No, you're right. You make a great point there, but I just think that this guy fits the mold of a Chicago Bears quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, for the last 60 years, that hasn't been such a good mold, right? No, I mean, no, no. Looking... I'm just talking about, no, 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 no. We say that. Just the they, won, they won a Super Bowl, by the way, didn't they? They did win a right. Super Bowl. With who? Jim McMahon. Thank you very much. Yeah, they did. So, you know, we, we get up. You know, we, we get in all enamored is, well, I'm going to have this quarterback. You know, every th- there are not many quarterbacks that can carry teams. True. Right? Very true. More quarterbacks have won Super Bowls that didn't carry the team than the ones that carried the team. Look, the reality, there are a lot of people, and I still have Jeff Darlington with us here. Jeff, let me get you in on all of this. There are a lot of people who say, if you're looking for the guy who could make that next jump, the guy who could be the next Josh Allen, the right. next Jalen Hurts, who just elevated so much, that maybe Fields could be that guy in Chicago if they yeah. get him the help and all of that. Jeff, what are you hearing about all this? That's right, but I do think at some point you have to take the emotion out of it, the the connection to Justin Fields, and say, okay, what will we get for that first overall pick if we were to trade it to, say, the Indianapolis Colts? What would we get if we decided to trade Justin Fields? And ultimately do the math and look at it that way. Because if it's clear that you're going to get uh, just so much, just a, a huge amount if you trade away that first overall pick, then you do that and you build around Fields. But if it looks like you can take the quarterback that you truly believe in is the next Patrick Mahomes, you've got to consider it as well. So I still believe there's so much work to be done, Mm -hmm. so much math to be done, so many equations to be figured out before this is as simple as you just definitely go with Justin Fields. And the size, Nico. I, I've a, asked Herman. I haven't asked you. How much would that, as a guy who made your living hitting these people, how much does Bryce Young's size scare you? It, it's a big deal. It, that is a big deal. You think about some of the bigger quarterbacks that are mobile. Even Josh Allen. You saw Josh Allen kind of just get worn down as the season went on. I mean, you can't expect to be five foot nine, five foot ten, and take the punishment as a running mobile-type quarterback in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. And even Kyler Murray. I mean, he's rehabbing an ACL right now. Right. Because he was trying to run around and scramble. And like, that, to be an undersized guy, especially at that position. Hurts got hurt. Hurts yeah. got hurt. Yeah. And guys so are going to get hurt. Guys yeah. that are big-bodied guys still get hurt as mobile quarterbacks. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was limping around the Super Bowl. He hurt his ankle. Like, to be a mobile quarterback, you're going to take punishment. 
at the end of the day. That's what you're going to do. The, the comparison people are going to make is going to be to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, for lack of he's, a better word, is much thicker. Yes, much but thicker than Bryce Young And he just Young tore is. his ACL. And, and he just tore his ACL. Okay, this is a conversation that may go all the way into April as we work our way towards the draft. Meanwhile, tomorrow night, hockey night here on ESPN. Devils playing the third of a four-game road trip in St. Louis against the Blues. Coverage begins 9 Eastern here on ESPN. Uh, coming up, top of the hour, if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can settle their dispute, is the Ravens quarterback good enough to win a Super Bowl? Stephen A. and Mad Dog will debate that and much more. It's first take, top of the hour, here on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, as we finish up Get Up, what you were looking at here is about 20 minutes ago, Tiger Woods teeing off in the pro-am of this week's Genesis Invitational as he gets set to play. It looks cold in L.A. Um, yeah, it looks cold. Uh, this is his first tournament in seven months. You can watch featured groups on ESPN+. Plus. We'll have our eyes on Tiger, Rory, and Justin Thomas. Uh, again, Tiger has not played in a non-major since October of 2020, so big deal. Tiger back on the course at beautiful Riviera Country Club, and you can watch all the action on ESPN+. Plus. What a delight to have Herman here today. You're the best, my good friend. We love you. We'll have him back. We'll see you tomorrow. First take starts now.